This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. Good afternoon and welcome to At Close of Business, a daily podcast hosted by Business News. Could a sport museum for Western Australia be a draw and a win? Find out on today's episode of At Close of Business with Managing Editor Sean Cowan. But first, here's the news you need to know today. Woodside Petroleum has swung back to a half-year profit a day after agreeing to acquire BHP's entire petroleum division in an all-stock deal. Australia's biggest oil and gas producer on Wednesday posted a half-year profit of $317 million US dollars on the back of a rebound in oil and gas prices. The company had posted a loss of $4.06 billion US dollars at the same time last year following hefty write-downs. Revenue for the six months to June 30 lifted by 31% to $2.5 billion US dollars. The result follows the announcement on Tuesday that Woodside would acquire mining giant BHP's entire petroleum division spanning Australia, the Americas and North Africa. Prime Minister Scott Morrison on Wednesday lauded the deal as one which would keep companies profitable while reducing carbon emissions. The deal will give BHP shareholders a 48% stake in the expanded company. The combination would increase Woodside's cash flow and financial strength to fund near-term projects and new energy sources, according to Chief Executive Meg O'Neill. Woodside has declared a first-half dividend of 30 US cents per share, up from 26 US cents at the same time last year. Shares were down 0.92% to trade at $20.54 as of this afternoon. And Premier Mark McGowan has urged Western Australians still in New South Wales to return home, warning that the window would soon close if the outbreak continued to escalate. New South Wales recorded 633 new locally acquired cases of COVID-19 today, as well as three deaths, taking its total number of cases to more than 14,000. During a press conference, conference this morning, Mr McGowan said that while New South Wales was not yet at the point where it would be considered an extreme risk jurisdiction under the newly amended border risk framework, he urged Western Australians to come home. It's understood the situation is being monitored closely by the state's chief health officer, but that any change in risk rating would require New South Wales to record an average of more than 500 cases per day over a 5 to 14 day period. Under the rating, entry into WA would be reserved only for those the state cannot restrict under the constitution, including Commonwealth, state and specialist officials. Meanwhile, New Zealand has moved to a low-risk jurisdiction this afternoon after recording four new cases overnight. The new risk rating means travellers arriving in WA will be required to quarantine and undergo COVID testing. And the federal government is confident it will begin construction on WA's 1,000-bed purpose-built quarantine facility as early as October, despite not having finalised commercial negotiations with leaseholders of Jandicott Airport. Premier Mark McGowan and Prime Minister Scott Morrison signed a Memorandum of Understanding this morning, under which the federal government will fund the construction of the facility, while the state government will oversee its operation and cover the associated costs, including the workforce and security. Federal Finance Minister Simon Birmingham said the federal government hoped to begin construction in October and have at least 500 beds in place by the end of March 2022 in a bid to assist in the safe management of international arrivals into 
WA. The design of the facility, which is expected to cost about $300 million to build, will be modelled on the one currently being built in Melbourne, with Mr Birmingham likening it to modular mining camp units. When quizzed about how the project would be brought to fruition in the midst of a major labour shortage, Mr Birmingham told reporters the federal government planned to utilise multiple businesses to build the modular units at the same time. He said the agreement was another step in building COVID-19 resilience capabilities, but could also be used to respond to other emergency health situations, natural disasters and getting people out of Afghanistan and housing them safely for their initial arrival in Australia. Late last month, the federal government confirmed it had chosen a 40-hectare site at Jandicott for the 1,000-bed facility, ending a month-long land assessment process which spanned multiple sites at both Perth and Jandicott airports. But this morning, Mr Birmingham said the location was not definite, with scoping work and commercial negotiations yet to be finalised. Australia is now on track to have four dedicated quarantine and emergency response facilities, with one in the Northern Territory, Victoria, Queensland and WA. We'll be right back. Those in the know know Optus Stadium is the perfect place to host. Weddings, parties, anything. Whatever the size of your wedding, ball, graduation or sundowner, our award-winning Optus Stadium makes the perfect backdrop. Our space equals peace of mind. Our chefs equal world-class catering. Our service equals happy guests. Want to create lasting memories for your guests? Visit optusstadium.com.au to find out more. Sean, I've managed to twist your arm yet again to appear on At Close of Business to talk about sporting museums. Now, uh, it's an interesting concept and it's one that I haven't heard spoken about too much in recent years, but it's one that I think people should be talking about. Can you tell me what it was that made you want to write about sporting museums for this issue? Certainly. Uh, look, it's, it's probably a personal interest of mine. It's something that I, uh, I'm, I'm quite passionate about is, is history and sports. I put them together and, uh, uh, and it's, a, it's a long part of the reason why I, I'm interested <laughs> in a sporting museum. But um, also I've got some involvement in, in sporting organisations that, uh, that I historically have not looked after. The, the cultural heritage of their organisations and, uh, and, and lament the, uh, the lack of a, of a central focal point for that. Mm. And uh, your piece outlines what a prospective sports museum might look like in Perth. Can you tell me a few of the ideas that you put forth? Certainly. Uh, so look, I, I think a sporting museum, um, one, there's, there's a good reason for it, which is I, I think it draws people in. So, you know, a, a museum like we have, the Great New State Museum draws people in. Sport is such a big part of our, um, of our identity and our, uh, our history and our culture. Uh, and, and I think there are a lot of people who would be interested in going and having a look at a sporting museum. From my own experience, I go to Melbourne and I go to the MCG and the Australian Sports Museum. Mm. Uh, but in Perth, we just don't have anything. You know, the only thing of any similarity is the, the Wacker has a, has a small museum, which I've been to a few times over the years. It's great to, to go and have a look there, but it, it's only got cricket, basically. Oh, there's a little couple of other bits there, but it's mainly cricket. I'd like to see something more broad-based. But I also think that there's a, there's a dual edge to that sword, and that, that is that it could be used to really reinvigorate some 
dormant parts of our city and I've put forward a, a couple of suggestions there um, uh, particularly looking at the the east end of the city which as we know is often discussed as as being dead and in in need of um, activation that phrase we hear so often uh, and, and I just think it's something that could really work well uh, in in uh, company with things like the Wacker and the new stadium which people visiting Perth want to go and have a look at Mm. Now, as I understand it, there was a similar initiative undertaken in another state and it uh, hit a few roadblocks. What happened there? Yeah, so South Australia, there was actually a foundation that was set up to get a sports museum up and running and they needed to raise half a million bucks, which ain't actually a hell of a lot of money, to um, to, to fund it. So it was, it was also, it, it also had a uh, commitment, state government commitment to funding. It needed another half a million to get this thing off the ground. And over the course of several years, it failed to raise that that money. Uh, now, I think part of the issue there is that um, you know I, I read a, a great report that actually was done by um, uh, the Welsh or for the Welsh government about a, a sporting museum in Wales. And the the conclusion for that was those sporting museums that work are those that are actually linked to a, a, an existing major, usually a major stadium. Uh, and so, a sporting museum of its own just plonked in a location i think funding wise unless you've got a big corporate funding you're going to struggle to get enough people and interest to to keep it running but you know to put it in the blank optus stadium or to put it at a revamped wacker which becomes a more boutique stadium and liven up that east end of the city uh, i think that could work really well Mm, absolutely hopefully we don't drop the ball and we find a place for it whether it be Subiaco, Victoria Park or the city itself Sean thanks so much for your time today no problem we understand that business relies on being informed that's why business news is your most reliable source of news industry insights and business connections to stay fully informed we encourage you to subscribe to our emails flick through our magazine and visit businessnews.com.au for daily news updates It's the best way to ensure you have the information you need to be future ready. Business News. More news, more insights, more connections. This podcast was brought to you by Optus Stadium. Now taking orders for your next breakfast or lunch meeting. If you like what you've heard, head to our Spotify page to like and subscribe. New episodes of At Close of Business are available every day in time for our afternoon wrap. I'm Jordan Murray. See you tomorrow.